0: Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani and I wanted to let you know that each and every week, I'm part of a great program called The Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mindenhall and Pete C. Carroll, and every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news plus after every UFC pay-per-view we give you a post-fight show so this is what you have to do just follow the ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode we'll talk to you then
1: it's the ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel the road to the NBA final starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action right now you can check out the new and improved quick bets And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two for $5 chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app.
0: Folks, basketball is so very good. Just continuously, everlasting, unfailingly good. We got another incredible... Uh, Conference finals game last night as Miami beats Boston 111 to 105. There's a ton to talk about, and I can't think of a better person to talk about it with than TP Tyler Parker, the the man who spins electric yarns, actor, (laughs) a generous fellow. He bought me pizza the other night and some beer. Yeah, and uh, Tyler, it's good to see you. Not in person this time, you know, we we got to hang a little bit, but back here in Kentucky, wildly entertaining basketball game last night.
2: Oh, man. I mean, the playoffs are really doing a good job so far as an entertainment property. I feel very proud of them. You know, I think that they need to keep uh, keep doing what they're doing just as an entity. You know, I think they're on the upswing right now. Let's keep it going.
0: Yeah, so successful. You would think Kevin Feige was the commissioner of the league, commissioner of the league. Well, I don't know about now. Yeah.
2: You know, whatever whatever phase we're on right now. Yeah. I mean, it was sad to see Rocket, Rocket, what what all he had to deal with. But I was going to say
0: spoilers, right? I mean, you know, t- t- Tyler and I went and uh, and <laughs> went to the AMC and watched Guardians together. Yes, that's we Two did. grown men do. We do. You know that
2: happens. Hey, I man, think. Hey, I thought I had a lovely time. I really <laughs> but, did like it. I, it's just it's just early for me. You know, I think that's more the that's that's the tone you're hearing not there's there's excitement in my body just not in my voice for the movie you know
0: you got to catch tyler in the middle of the day because if it's too late he's tired if it's too early it's just you got to we got to get some uh, some pep going but anyway <laughs> speaking of pep maybe boston needs to get some pep going for the rest of this series they now trail 0 02 to miami miami comes into boston and takes Both games on the road. This is a a Boston. There's a lot of things going on here. I mean, the Heat, the Heat come into this game and they seem totally unafraid. What was the what was the what's your first just kind of broad takeaway from this, Tyler? Is it is it that the Heat took it or Boston fumbled it? Which do you think it is? Or is it
2: both? I mean, I think it's. I think it's mainly just that the heat took it. I mean, Boston did plenty of fumbling, especially late there. I think the takeaway for me is just it has been historically pretty automatic for the higher-seeded home team who lost the first game of the series to come into Game Two and just run all over the other team. I mean, the the, the home home teams had won the last 16 game twos in series that they trailed 1-0. And I think the average margin of victory was something like 17 plus or something. It's it, it, they, they weren't just wins, right? They were decisive. And so... You know, you you sort of expected those early Celtic runs, right? Like, they have to play like the desperate team. They can't lose. You know, they can't go down 0-2 to a place where right now, what, the Heat are 6-0 in the postseason at home right now and really clicking. I mean, they're, yeah, to go down, I think they went down 12 twice, two different times, once before half, time, once in the second quarter, and then they come all the way back to be up four at half. I mean, it's just like, it's just. Incredible, constant resilience and just them just playing the next possession and playing the next possession and playing the next possession and not freaking out and just staying who they are. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of resolve from the Heat.
0: Yeah. Talk a lot about heat culture, which it's getting to the point where I don't even know like if people could just like rattle off what heat culture actually is. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I can parse that someday, but it seems to be an attitude in general. You know, you and I were joking about, I said, I would definitely watch a documentary speaking just to the heat at large. I would definitely watch a documentary just about Pat Riley's free agency pitches. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you had you had an interesting spin on that. Well, though. no, you I just like it might not it. be as good as we thought.
2: Well, no, I, not that it might not be as good as we thought it just that it better be if I'm after, after I hear the, after I hear the story of Pat bringing in the satchel of rings and dumping them out on the table. If I'm a, if I'm a free agent that feels like I'm pretty big time and Pat strolls into the meeting and I don't get the rings dumped out on the table, I'm out. I want the rings. I want I want the rings. I want him to I want him to 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 call the Gucci representative while we're out to dinner so he can pick out some belts. He doesn't even need to get me one. I don't need a. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like a Gucci belt kind of guy. You know, I prefer something. You I know, just want to see
0: the belts. That's I all. just
2: want to watch him buy it. I want to watch him try it on. Why does he like that one? What is it about that one, Pat? Why that one?
0: Little known part of the of the of the free agency pitch that for for Miami is that you get you get to watch Pat Riley buy belts. You don't necessarily have to participate, but it just makes that's really one of the key parts of Heat culture. You know, is is you know Pat Riley buying belts.
2: (laughs) I think that you want that, and if it's me, if I am coming in, if I am a big time free agent, right, and I am wanting to be impressed, I want to go watch Pat and. Alonzo morning try on suits together obviously they go to the same guy that's obviously something that Pat got Zo into right sure, for like sure it, the, for sure I want to know where they go I want to watch them talk through everything they every every time that they're you see them together it really looks like they could be wearing the other ones suit you know what I mean it like if they like if they were the same size I feel like they would be sharing clothes a lot the taste feels very similar yeah in dress there
0: yeah. And it seems like, you know, every every story seems to revolve around like jet skis going up to Alonzo Morning's house on the on the bay. I just feel like we'd hear a lot of interesting <laughs> stories. This We could de- we could get totally derailed in this. And I know we will if I don't stop. But back to the game. Yeah, I mean, it's it definitely swung back. and Oh, formed. you're
2: the one who has to keep control, Kyle. Is that it? You're the one who has to keep it on the rails. Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, you're are, are you implying that I don't trust you to keep it on the rails? That like I'm <laughs> I'm reining you in is no, what
2: you're saying? I'm am ki- kidding. We're we're going too far off base, and Jade's going to get furious at us. We should get back to the game. I'm doing it for both of us, but
0: yeah, there's also like interesting, like big Lester Freeman vibes. Whenever I watch Alonzo Morning, I'm just like, "What is going on in that mind?" I feel like I feel like Alonzo could like paint like miniature furniture, like like Lester Freeman on the sidelines. He just has that meticulous <laughs> like. There's wisdom in there. Everything he yeah. says, I know is going to be hard hitting. I just I don't know. I I like I the, mean, way the Alonzo most, is aging. Yeah,
2: he's obviously a man of. It seems like few words. Very. It seems like a very thoughtful dude. It's but the the really what well, at this point the thing he's probably most internet famous for is the meme where he's not saying anything he's just sitting there nodding and silently accepting something he's just thinking through something bad that's happening and yeah and he's reconciling with it in his own he's mind he's saying you know, you know what him. It is this bad. It is, but it's gonna. I guess the sun comes up. I guess it does, and so I guess i will be all right.
0: History is cruel and reductive, Tyler. We should only be so lucky that we could be remembered whatsoever, (laughs) right? You know, and if it's a meme, it's sad that his career was was sort of forgotten and reduced down to a meme, and that's what the kids are going to think of. But you know,
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, go check him out, kids. He could block some shots.
0: He could. Let's talk about this game, okay? So in the first, you were right about the swings. They went back and forth, and it seems like with the first unit here you can see that like in the in the first quarter Miami led by as much as 8 and then it swings all the way back in the second quarter yeah and and Boston goes up 12 Miami comes back goes you know goes up 6 and then Boston builds a big lead here they get up by as much as 12 going into the fourth quarter and Miami comes back and makes a run and takes the lead and gets away with this so really Boston led for a lot of this game in this one though like uh, you know I think the broad kind of if you want to say like who played well, who didn't play well, your mind kind of goes to Jalen Brown at first. Do you think that that like you think his wrist is bothering him still because he looked pretty erratic? He looked he just looked out of sorts and he never quite could put it together in this game. He was a minus 24, not that like single game plus minus. You can you can waste a lot of time getting up or down about this, but it kind of did match the eye test. He was seven for 23 from the field, 30 percent, turn it over twice, one for seven from from three, but he played 37 minutes. How are you feeling about Jalen in this series?
2: I mean, it's been rough. I would imagine it is still bothering him, right? I mean, I think the the most disappointing part of it was some of the lapses defensively. You saw Robinson beat him backdoor a couple times, right? I think it's like, there are certain mistakes that you can live with with Jalen, right? Like you understand that maybe the handle's not going to be quite as tight as you'd want it to, but you, 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 those things are fine because everything's shored up all around it, right? And whenever he starts getting leaky on the other end, and what Bam was doing with his passing throughout the game was massive for the Heat, but they caught. Jalen you know playing too far out a couple times they caught them in some miscommunications where Robinson's coming off a pin down and two guys go with him right Jalen's trying to chase and Grant Williams thinks he's going to get on the top side and stay with him and oh, Martin yeah. just goes right to the rim I to talk about
0: that sequence That was, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a key part but, yeah. but D- Duncan's that's kind of the impact that you see. That's what's kind of amazing. I feel like this is more true than than ever. And you know, like Reggie Miller, I guess was sort of the pioneer that kind of got this, that like threw this into the basketball like like scheme vernacular. That like this phenomenon of like a movement shooter pulling the defense uphill and then them creating backcuts. Duncan hit like a, a few shots in this game, but it's all it always amazes me the power of of a movement shooter like that. The power that they can have on the gravity of a game, you know, just hitting a couple shots, you know, it's, it can pay dividends to say you get two threes, but it might create, you know, just as much backdoor offense or, or just like driving lanes for his teammates as a result of the gravity that somebody like Duncan pulls.
2: Totally. I mean, it's, you know, he's, I mean, Duncan's only out there for 20 minutes. He gets up six threes. And when he's, when he's hitting like that, he just becomes, All the more terrifying, right? You sort of have to guard him, Stroess, whether they're hitting or not. You kind of have to guard them like that, no matter what. You just don't want to, you know, whatever. Missoula said after the game, right? You don't want to let guys get going, but they did. And and (laughs) 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 like I don't I don't I don't want to keep like you know praising like you know mindset and attitude of like the Heat people or whatever because it's gonna get annoying. It's gonna get old and annoying, but. I mean, for him to be largely out of the rotation and them to, you know, not only be comfortable enough to play him and, you know, know he's not gonna get or 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 just trust that he won't get played off the floor at the other end. And if he does, then we'll yank him, right? But to come in and give him 20 huge minutes in those moments and also not just get threes, but also get stuff going to the rim. And like you say, using his gravity to help get other guys going. You felt him being out there kind of just gave Bam even more room to operate. Obviously Jimmy. But yeah, just another smart trigger pulled by Spo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Made a big difference in this game. And in the first game, I can't remember if it was you or I you and I or I if but in the first game, you know, Miami goes 16 for 31 from 3 you know 51.6% they percent they get a huge you know 3 point bolster to their you know from their t- their tertiary guys and i i kind of postulated i i was like or posited i was like well you know if you're boston you're still you have enough offense to to water the plants and keep things, you know, keep it going and score enough to win, basically, is what I mean. And then if you if you bank on maybe, you know, Miami, this team that was not one of the better three point shooting teams during the regular season, you hope that maybe they'll regress. We'll be okay. That these are the these are the arguments right. you tell yourself when you're trying to rationalize what just happened. The trauma that Celtics fans and players and everybody are feeling as they walk away from that <laughs> traumatic game one. Well, game two just as traumatic without as much three-point offense. Nine for 26, 34%, which isn't terrible, but it's not as crazy. Miami continues to to just, you know, piece this together. I want to clear out for you here. You know, we're talking about. We're talking a lot about Miami's surging sort of supporting cast, like Duncan. I need you to talk for a moment, Tyler, about Caleb Martin. I need you. I need you to just. This is something you're passionate about. You're like, <laughs> you and me and KOC and Corey were watching, and Jomi were watching the game in the theater the other night, and I could just feel your proud parent energy from the other side. You were. You were just. You're a big Cody Mar- or Caleb Martin fan. Sorry, his twin brother. Talk no, about right. Caleb Martin. Clear out. I'm, I'm. I'm out of the way. Go. <laughs>
2: Thank you for the runway. He just, all year you watch heat games and he keeps showing up and making winning plays and they are beyond just energy guy, rah, rah, woo, woo, look at me diving on the floor type stuff. There is all that stuff too. There's, you know, like he's a grinder He'll guard whoever they'll put him on fours. You know they they'll he'll guard point guards. There's you know it's kind of they keep him super switchable. But th- but then you know he's active in that zone too. Whenever they want to have those wings get up a little bit higher, you know because they like to it seems like they like to keep the they were talking during the broadcast last night. They like to keep the s- center a little bit lower, like those old Syracuse zones, and kind of let the wings come up. And so him and Butler can kind of, you know, rove and try to eat people up like that. But he is completely unafraid. He does not blink. This is a dude that was a two-way guy with Charlotte. They don't bring him back. Jay Cole's got to make a call to Karan Butler and be like, hey, <laughs> my dude, Caleb Barton's available. Y'all should check him out. He's a two-way guy for them, but just keeps putting in solid minutes for them last year. He's not a huge part of the rotation during the postseason last year, but this year just keeps proving himself. Has huge games against the Bucs in the first round. Has a big game in MSG. Goes for 20-plus. And then, yeah, tonight, I mean, it's... There's 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 that run that's in that's going on in the third quarter. It's been like a it's been like a 10-0 run or something like this at this point, I think Harlan calls it out. And there's like around like 220 left in the third, and like the place is just going bonkers. And Martin gets the ball on the left wing and kind of tries to cross up Robert Williams, really has no business thinking he can do this, but does it anyway? And Robert Williams sends his shit back. And Martin kind of gathers it back in the lane and kicks it to Butler and just in the scrum just kind of loses Williams Williams kind of sticks in the lane and Martin just calmly relocates to the left corner Butler kicks it to him Martin hits a three the very next time the very next defensive possession down the floor he kind of stunts down on Brogdon a little bit Lowry kind of or Brogdon just kind of dribbles it off of his foot and then Martin gets out in transition, hits a layup, and he just—he. There are these plays that, right? Like they're—they're they're not plays that got them the lead. They're not these plays that are going to, you know, show up on Sports Center or anything like that. But he just does these things to where he doesn't let the train get out of control going down the tracks. There's a constant level of activity mm-hmm. and a willingness to like put himself out there and and be like okay if you're gonna guard me like I'm a role player then I'm gonna attack and yeah. he went to the rim time after time after time he attacked Robert Williams I a thought he kind of more...
0: liked the Time Lord matchup um, he time did Lord he... was on him I think maybe they their thought was like maybe we can like let you know, Williams roam a little bit on, on Martin, but Martin attacked him relentlessly. I thought
2: I I'm I'm with you. He got him a couple of times. He got him with this like running right-handed hook at one point in the first half. That was kind of nuts kind of goes, you know, from on another one from the right wing drives middle and kind of finishes on the other side of the rim with his inside hand with Jalen Brown and Robert Williams flying at him and still gets it to go. He's he had, Multiple kind of bounce-bounce pull-ups and stuff like that. The shot comes out a little flat, but it was flying right. I mean, it it there's just something about the energy there. And you can tell that they trust him. And he's just committed to not having these record scratch moments that you see from some of these, mm-hmm. you know, dudes who get elevated into more and more playing time because of, you know, their the injuries to to hero. And so like you get these guys who have been these contributors in throughout the regular season. And it's one thing to do it then. And it's another thing to in the conference finals still be showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just feels like he's kind of an embodiment of the heat where you sort of keep expecting this to stop happening, right? You keep expecting the moment to get a little bit too big for him. You keep expecting, okay, like, at a certain point i mean Tatum obviously played super well it wasn't just Martin on him but Martin's making him make tough shots you know he's making him work he's doing all he can i think you just keep expecting the lord fall fallout or something and it doesn't right like it, they they just it just it just keeps working and they just keep grinding so yeah thank you for the for the Caleb Martin runway i just think he's like <laughs> i just think he's a i think he's a special and he's a two-way player type of yes it's both ends and i think i i think it's just a special a special kind of intensity there that is not, he's, he's not, he's, he's not doing too much. You don't watch him and think like, this is too much Caleb Martin, right? Like there's, there are the Jay Crowders of the world where you're watching them. Sometimes and you're like, this is too much. Well, their sense of
0: themselves. Yeah. 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 He doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to like, I don't know if, if you're watching like the Lonnie Walker thing, let's compare it to the Lakers. Lonnie right. jumping in there in spots. You're like, all right, this is great. Or D some of their guys and it's sort of role awareness or role stubbornness is something I always talk about with players. And with Martin, he does seem to have kind of a keen sense of where his spots are, what his moments are. Whereas like some of those guys, they're like in their minds, they're like, I'm a primary. Like I'm a primary. Like totally. I'm, I'm probably a max contract guy. Like mo- a lot of players, I bet if you ask them their confidence and it should be their confidence is I can get buckets on anybody at any time. And I think confidence is important, but Martin seems to you, you run the risk with some of those players, even like a pool who ended up getting a bigger contract, but you run the risk with some of those second unit flamethrowers or guys who think that they're big time scores of them overstepping. And I think the point that you're making is solid here that like Martin, who last night, 11 for 16, three for seven from three, and he gets, you know, four rebounds and he gets 25 points. You never felt like you never get the sense that he's sort of like causing uh, sort of a rhythmic, you know, he, he never is eating into the fluidity of what Miami does. Totally. This episode is supported by State Farm.
1: man.
0: so one of the interesting themes from this game Tyler that I noticed was old guys getting attacked and it hurt me deeply to see <laughs> guys in their mid 30s getting targeted out there that like there was something there was a, the uh, McQueen is fading moment the get out of here old man thing that Brunson did to Mike Conley last year right. bit. Conley luckily rebounded it was a big win for us, right. us guys uh, who are still around playing throughout this game I mean I felt like Bam had some I mean Bam had an incredible game you know he goes 7 for 17 gets 17 rebounds, nine assists, 22 points, you know, in just one turnover. He is, he is plus 14 in this game. He had some success attacking. All of Boston's bigs, I felt like, you know, you know, Horford is an interesting matchup for somebody like Embiid. I feel like those big positionally solid guys with good hands bother Embiid. But Bam is a little bit different the way he attacks Horford. And I, I thought he had some success in the middle of that Boston defense attacking those guys one on one. But the passing was incredible. I just just. Is it weird to say that it was a quiet, incredible band performance on this night? I know it's not going to be the main headline, but he had a lot of success. I felt like against Boston's front court.
2: No, I think you're right. I mean, I think part of the quietness of it was just maybe that it was just it. There was a little lack of efficiency with the seven for seventeen, but he was just giving you so much with the playmaking, like being a hub finding people backdoor and not just like easy passes that anybody could make like diamond guys on the move, pocket passes, you know, these were passes that you don't often see from your center, you know, not named Nikola Jokic, right? Like it was, (laughs) they were, it was, was, or some, yeah, it felt like bam, Continuing to show everyone how much he's developed offensively, how he has that one dribble pull up in the lane now. He, I mean, you talk about having success against uh, all Boston's bigs. He had a moment like with a little over nine minutes left in the fourth where he kind of ISOs on Time Lord in the mid post and gives him a little lift and goes bounce, bounce, bounce to the rim and just kind of little love tap with the shoulder and then kisses it in and, and looked almost very easy doing it. You know what I mean? It was like yeah. stuff that you don't often see people doing to Williams. He doesn't. And, I
0: was, I was going to say one thing on Bam, like the, in his, with his own offense, I've noticed with his shot, it's not even so much a fade as it is like a smooth criminal lean, or I forget which video that you're is. Exa- I mean, you're exactly like, right. He doesn't, he do, It's almost like a, It's almost like a like a like a Carmelo-ish lean. He reclines. Yeah, he he just kind of like full body. Just his body just kind of turns like a forward slash. Like it's a really interesting shot that goes in a lot.
2: You're exactly right. He's had that little pull up now for a little bit. He can get to the floater. You know, sometimes like there there are some limitations offensively, but whenever the Celtics are committed to like, they're clearly just going to guard him one-on-one, right? Like they're not going to send a double if they're giving him room like this to operate and giving him some space to make stuff happen. He's got enough off the bounce that, you know, he can make you pay. And that's what he's been, that's what he's been doing. I mean, the, the, you talk about the 17 rebounds, like, Fifteen of those are defensive. Like he's just huge for them, cleaning up possessions, finishing possessions. You know, you talk about what the Knicks front line did. The you know Mitchell Robinson does to Cleveland. Bam comes in, basically does that to the Knicks front line, right? And then yeah. continues on now and has has handled his business against the Celtic bigs, and is just. Blowing their bigs out of the water. Time Lord's only got three rebounds. I think Horford maybe has four, but like you know, Tatum's the Tatum's leading the pack in that department for the Celtics. But like, it's just special effort from Bam on the boards. Like, I don't know if it was the biggest play of the game, but one of the biggest plays of the game there.
0: I know the one you're gonna say. I know yeah. the one you're gonna say. Let me let me set this up. So th- this was this was a this was a backbreaker sequence. I want to talk about the flow between the two major sequences, the third and the fourth, here in a minute. But that's a good setup. That like at about two fifty one, Jalen. This is this is the chance where you know Miami's come I'm back. Glad you want to talk about this. Boston Boston has a chance to respond. So there's about a, like a minute and forty second sequence here where Boston pooped their pants. Jalen <laughs> Jalen goes to reverse the ball to Marcus Smart. J- Marcus just bobbles it for a turnover. It was a bizarre yeah. play. 6 yeah. seconds later we get it down here and it's a it's a left pick and roll for Jimmy to hunt Grant Williams, which we'll talk more about, and he <laughs> hits a fade. So that was big. Coming back the other way, Marcus takes a, an early shot clock wide open three-pointer that bricks Al Horford gets an off-ball rebound foul Struce goes the other end and hits a free throw 212 to go another early clock three-point miss from Jalen Brown Jimmy misses a shot they come back Tatum splits a double and drives into Jimmy for a charge and then this was the big play that you were talking about a minute 10 to go Jimmy drives baseline misses a jumper bam somehow wrangles it and thunder dunks it that felt like the like the shiv in the heart like that, that felt like the last, like this is over moment for Miami to put them away.
2: Yes, absolutely. It it absolutely did. I mean, it, it bam kind of swims around slash Chuck's Horford on that. And there was just too much physicality from the heat. I mean, they're they, they were, I mean, Jalen Brown said it after the game and, Sometimes I think that this sort of stuff is a little reductive and just basketball talk. But in this case, it did feel like it made sense that just the Heat were the tougher team. You know what I mean? Like they just, they were just willing to claw a little bit more. And yeah, I mean, Bam, I think he's got 23 double-doubles in the playoffs now for his career. They said last night he passed Wade for number two on Miami's like, you know, playoff leaderboard or whatever. If you're going to be passing somebody on the Heat leaderboard, that seems like a pretty good guy to pass. <laughs> Should we talk about Grant and Jimmy? Oh, let's do and it. I, yeah. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. So, I, I think that the thing that set the stage for this is in the third quarter, I was going to set this up, the old guys getting attacked. In the third quarter, there was a sequence where Boston goes on a big run. I think it's from like 8.58 to like the end of the third. And in that, in that sequence, in that span of time, Boston lo- runs 11 pick and rolls. And eight of those are for Tatum. They were like 1.273 points per possession. They were being productive there. That was attacking Kevin Love. Tatum got away with like an egregious palming call on like a split one time to score. But they're they're getting some they're getting a lot of stuff going, getting out in transition. There was a turnover where Brogdon comes down and scores. Brogdon kind of a quiet game. So that leads us to the the beginning of the fourth quarter, as we talked about, and and Boston is up. 12. Seemingly in, in a great position. We were talking about they're in a position to either pull away or fold. And that leads to Joe Missoula putting in. Now, we saw more Grant Williams than we'd seen lately in this game. Grant overall in this game gets 25 minutes, which seems like too much, which we'll go on to confirm that
2: here in a minute. Yeah, seems like there needed to be way more Derek White than than Grant.
0: Yeah, So and White was playing well early in the game. So Grant gets in. He immediately is on Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, Grant hits like a, a spot up three. He's feeling good about himself. You know, says makes makes a comment to makes a comment to Jimmy, and I have a screenshot in the doc of uh, Jimmy <laughs> makes an incredible face. Jimmy makes it's a so- face. What do you What do you think's going through Jimmy's mind at this exact moment? He seems to be kind of happy that it's happening. He's like, really, really. It's a very MJ kind of like, thank you for doing what you're doing to me right now because I'm engaged.
2: I think it was like dude really <laughs>
0: uh, for real it's a oh, surprise no. but like it's he seems like he's, he's happy he's about saying it like, he's oh, not he's offended. saying oh
2: this is no not a it's like oh this is this is going to be great yeah i mean just enter it into the pantheon of jimmy faces right like it like it, there's you know he's, he's 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 putting together quite a meme package of reaction shots in his throughout his career Probably first
0: team all faces, I'd say in the oh, league. I'm so. trying to think of other guys. Shea makes some great faces in, in traffic. Like yes. like a lot of his faces are kind of panic and despair. Jimmy is the king of the like knowing smile. I think we've talked about it before. Yeah, he's, he's the king the- of the like. I know I'm getting ready to murder you guys' face, like or uh, or he's
2: got the sicko smile. Yeah, it's the like a the smile. There we it's, go. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very. Oh, finally, now the things are setting up for me to be able to show you just how demented I can be. Kind of smile, like <laughs> yeah, like you have not, you, like you think that things have you know been rough before. This is going to be me with no mercy or shame. I don't want to like pile on Williams, right? Like somebody's got to go out there and try to be a little bit physical. I don't think I'd go jaw at Jimmy, but I also don't think that him. I think that uh, it's a NBA playoff game in the conference finals, and Jimmy's going to try to take over and kill whoever's in front of him, no matter what. Exactly. If I'm the rest of the Celtics. At first I'm like, yeah, all right, Grant, get into them. And after it if after it got a little bit too out of hand, I'd be like, All right, man, like (laughs) by that point it was too
0: late. It was too late by that point. I I wanna I wanna you're you're kind of setting into my like setting up my feelings on this that like, well, let's talk about what happened first. So so you know. Jimmy, Jimmy comes back in. It's you know about seven and a half minutes in the fourth, and Boston is up six. Immediately he goes to the right block and and tries to score on him. Yeah. And then 627, he ISOs him again, goes into the lane, gets fouled. 9690 Boston. Go, go ahead, jump in. Yeah.
2: Well, but wait, is that I'm trying to remember at what's the timestamp for when because right after Grant Williams is three, right, that's whenever they come, they come right down and Butler isos him and then gets an and one, and then they go forehead to forehead, right?
0: Yes, yes, and and that's when it, that's when it's clear that this is this is not good. So so Grant basically they go back and forth, Grant and my, but my favorite play of the game is well, they they immediately they switch Grant after it after it's obviously not going well. <laughs> yeah. Wisely is like, okay, we've we've really pissed Jimmy off. Not that Jimmy yeah, yeah. was. To yeah. play well in any other situation but they actually switch him off of him but my favorite play of the game came with 244 left in the game when jimmy comes down in trans transition and he has marcus smart on him so you you were just thinking okay well marcus smart great defender obviously one defensive player of the year at one point yeah so jimmy looks and intentionally goes out of his way to get grant in a screen so to get him in a switch which I think, you know, if, if the opponent is trying to reset to the thing that you had game planned to do, if they go out of their way to be like, no, 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 <laughs> I want to do what you were trying to do a minute ago, not a yeah. good sign. So, and he goes, you know, gets him, drives, drives baseline and nails a fadeaway. And that's when Miami takes the lead 102 to 100. My feeling on it, and I kind of feel like the way you were talking about it, it makes me think that you're probably going to agree with this. I have been on record as like, Grant's and in this game, Kyle Lowry and Grant being annoying on the same floor, I'm surprised it didn't like rip a hole in the space time fabric like <laughs> and you know create a black hole, but I don't you know Grant has annoyed me over the years with some of the way some of the his tactics, but yeah. in this game, I'm not that mad at it i I don't like you know I know you made Jimmy mad. I don't know that it you know that the outcome would have been different any other way. You got his attention, and he went wild in this game, but what are do you doing, Celtics? You know what I mean. Like the the overall, the Celtics have like a kind of a passive. There are a lot of good guys. Marcus Smart's pretty dogged, but they need that. Like this has sort of felt like what Draymond did to them in last year's finals a little bit, right? Like they're getting big boyed by Jimmy, and Grant comes in there and tries to stand up to him. I don't really fault Grant Ford. It's like, what are the other guys doing? You know, they're talking about playoff Jimmy. I'm I'm just. Aren't you offended Boston? Like, aren't you going to step to him or are you just going to try to hope he doesn't get focused on you and blow you away? I, I don't fault Grant that much for it. Do you?
2: I definitely don't fault him for coming out and being like, Hey, we're going to be physical. You're going to feel me. I'm going to lean on you. Like I'm going to make you work. It's not going to be as easy as it's been the other. Like I don't, I don't fault him for that. He has to be that that's, I'm sure what the coaches told him to go be. You know what I mean? Like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, if he's going to function in a game like that, he's got to be an agitator to the nth degree and he has to sell out on that. My one thing is that it's one thing for Butler to, take over and dominate down the stretch and make you look small. It's another thing for him to do that. After you went up to the fence that he was, that the big dog was standing behind and started yapping a bunch, talking about like, yeah, I wish you would. I wish you would. It there's, it's a little it's bit, it's a true. little bit more demoralizing if you come out with the yeah we're here yeah we're here you know and then you like, <laughs> and then it's you like you say you get switched off and then he's like no you wanted this <laughs> you asked for this come over here <laughs> come over here and get what you wanted I'm what you wanted come over no, here and get, get what you want oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just it's awesome
2: <laughs> but like you know I'm with you that he probably doesn't deserve the, the, like all the shit that he's getting. I mean, like I'm not an NBA coach and I don't like criticizing coaches because I'm not smart enough to be one. And I am sure that they thought about (laughs) whatever idea I have. Right. And decided, Hey, no, that's not a good idea.
0: Well, Jimmy passes out of doubles. That's the big one. That's the big one. You know, you look at the yep. difference between their the way their stars are being played. And I told you that, like, throughout this game, you know, Tatum's involvement in the fourth is another storyline for this. And throughout this game, Miami was giving him, the, like, this... They were showing him, too, but they weren't hard. You know, they weren't blitzing him in a way where they were in a, at an advantage. And I guess that's sort of the way the way you're leaning can of af- affect the way you get attacked, right? Like close out if you're selling out, you know, going after the the guy's catching the ball, you're vulnerable, which we saw Miami do that to Boston throughout this game. But Miami was hanging back and kind of showing him too, with that trap. You know, Boston chooses not... I assume this is where you were going with this. Like, you know, coaches maybe trying something different with Jimmy. It does seem like they need to try something different, but Jimmy also passes really well, and you've got multiple shooters on the floor. They're probably just going to have to be clever, maybe, about the way they bring the double, where they bring it, and from what angle they bring it. But they need to do something differently because Jimmy hunting these, like... A lot of the guys within their lineup are smaller, and Grant supposedly is one of their best positional defenders... Jimmy's attacking everybody and scoring. You need to do something different, I would think.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I, I think that part of it is like, like I hear you, he passes well out of doubles. The shots that he's getting whenever you're just letting him take his time, I mean, he's so patient down there. He likes the mud, obviously, and always has. But like, he's really taking his time and just bodying people down into the lane giving them those lifts, trying to get into their body and then, you know, hit the shot. It is an every time thing. And he's, and they're not able to keep him from getting to his spot. And if it's me, if the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, what they were doing was insane. And once he's going, you have to change. Like I heard, you know, whatever Missoula said after the game about like well we you know the real problem was that the role players you know we can't let them get going Mm -hmm. and it's like well all right well but that wasn't really the question the question was why didn't you you know like uh, I I get that's you know that's that's why you don't double him to start the game or you know early on in the game right you're trying to make sure that that Duncan Robinson doesn't get loose, Struz doesn't get loose. Whatever, I, there's I, a lot uh, to
0: account for. I, yeah. I, I,
2: I, underst- I understand the, the the thinking behind it. I think it's once you get into the fourth, and a that strategy has not worked, it, and it it has been it has sucked so bad for you that none of what you wanted to accomplish was accomplished. The role players are going off and Jimmy's going off, right? Like it's the, it's the worst of both worlds for you. I still think at that point, I'm doing whatever I can to get the ball out of Godzilla's hands there. Right? Like it just doesn't, I'm not, it's just got to be anybody but him. There, I think, right? Like,
0: what's more likely to regress, the role players or Jimmy? You know, you would assume it's going to be the role players, and they're kind of trying to. I don't know. Maybe it's the the absence of leaning one way or uh, just playing them straight up. But what do yeah, you like? You said you, step seven isolations in the fourth quarter alone for Jimmy, and, you know, and he was just eating them alive.
2: What do you think of that? Like that soft double that they were kind of showing Tatum, where they're like, "We're going to be up here enough." for you to feel like you've got to get rid of it, but it made like the scramble back much easier, right? Like they weren't, they weren't coming up so high that, that, you know, bam, couldn't get back or whoever it was, couldn't get back. Like it was, it was interesting to see that be so effective because do you think Tatum's just going to start rising up right there? Like, okay, you're going to give me all this space. Like, I'm just going to start letting it go. I mean, they were chucking too much as it was. I mean, neither him, neither him or Brown hit a single field goal in the fourth. It's just a a disaster of a, of a fourth for them. But like, what, what did you, what do you think the strategy is there?
0: I I think one of the big things that might get overlooked here is that whenever they're doing that soft double, like I said, like you said, they're not on their heels or their toes. They're kind of sitting where they want to be and, and able to react to the play. And another thing about this is Tatum is putting air under the ball when he's making these passes. I was noticing this that like and when and something to look at when players Big playmakers, the best ones, they don't do that. You know, they put more zip on it. Right. Um, you know, Luka's a master at that. LeBron's a master at that. Jokic is too. You know, he he repeatedly was putting air under these passes, which gives time. It gives Miami time to react and get to the scene of the crime and make them make tough plays. Make Robert Williams make a tough play. You know, it, it allows it just allows your defense to react and recover. Jimmy, in general, is just a weird player. Like, I, I was talking with you about, like, As opposed to Tatum, they play a little differently. You know, Tatum plays more upright and kind of twitchy quick, tries to cook you with his moves. Jimmy is, like, really one of the foremost, I think, like, pace ball handlers at his size, like, in the world. Like, he's very deliberate. You never see him, like, just dribbling into, like, bad situations. It doesn't happen that much. He sets himself up, I think, really well and plays with a lot of, you know, I've talked about this before, bend. Like, he just gets really low with his dribble. You, It kind of has that inevitability feeling, right, where, like, he's just chiseling his way to his spots and and when you're single covering him it's just tough
2: he beats you up and then he makes you make a lot of decisions in a row and even if you're somebody who has been told watch the lift watch the lift watch the lift which i'm sure is you know near the top of every you know butler scouting report like don't bite don't bite on this you know 'Cause he'll do it anywhere, right? He'll do it at the he'll do it at the elbow and he'll do it, you know, at the rim. He's still gonna do it and he's gonna he's gonna give you a lift. And I think probably the footwork's pretty underrated for him. Like, you know, he's not Hakeem down there, yeah. but he's he's shifty and he's you're not gonna be able to push him off of his spot and he's pretty slippery with the spins and the pivots, and he's great using the glass. Um, Like, I think the most surprising thing about him is like, he doesn't, you know, he's, he's really not using his left all that much. He's not trying to finish with his left. If he's driving (laughs) left, he's, if he's driving left, he's spinning back to like, he's coming back, spinning over that left shoulder. He's, he's driving, he's coming back to that right hand, and he's, you know, going to try to finish either off the glass or, you know, up over the top. SVG, I think, was just estimating last night, but he was like, you know, 95% of the time he wants to go right. And there's something kind of hypnotic about those sorts of players that do have these, it's like Zion going. It's good way to put it. It's like Zion, right? Like, it's like, or Harden. Like, you know they're wanting to go this one specific way and you know, they're devastating when they do, but they've got enough. Sh- I mean, they've got enough shake. And then those two dudes and s- same thing with Jimmy, right? Like the shoulders, you they just need to get like a little bit past you and that's it. Right. And you're done. And, yeah. I mean, the, the one of the most impressive things about Jimmy's game last and it's just the three free throws, you know, like he, he, I think he gets, he catches deserved flack for, for hunting for fouls too much sometimes and dragging some games into the muck a little bit and, and just hunting for calls sometimes, but that wasn't what last night was. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it was, it was, it was three free throws and it was just like methodical We've cleared the floor out to the other side with shooters. And then one behemoth who's going to go like hell after every single rebound and good luck. And they were able to get him all that space on one side of the floor. I mean, that's, that's a tall task for Grant Williams, a good defender, right? Like mm-hmm. Brogdon, good defender, white, white, white caught Butler a couple times, you know, going to the rim, blocked him, going to the rim, and kept it in bounds a couple of times. Had some good plays on him. Like the obviously Brown, Tatum, these are capable dudes, but Jimmy was in a stubborn mood last yeah. night, and, and he just... wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna stop, and unless that double was gonna come, like when he when he gets to the point that he was in in the fourth when they're on that run and you can tell that he is like feeling himself to the point that he's about to burst. You know what I mean? It's like all bets are off. And now going back to Miami, you just, it. not that the Celtics can't go win a couple there. Like it's totally possible, right? Like, but I don't know how you're not very worried if you're a Boston fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of where I will wrap up with is like our confidence level. Um, If you, if you had to say, you know, very high, high, lukewarm, very pessimistic. Are you, how are you feeling about Boston's chances here? It seems, I mean, it seems like they have some waste and some leakage that they can shore up, you know, if they can cut down the beating themselves stuff, I think straight up, they can beat Miami, but it seems like they're going to have to, that's, that's one of the big things for me
2: they better stop turning the ball over and I mean, Tatum and Brown need to show up when it counts. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like Stephen A, but you're not going to win a ton of games in the Eastern Conference finals. If your two best players don't make a field goal in the fourth, you know what I mean? It's just not like that's there's um, and I get that they're, I get that they're trying to force the ball out of Tatum's hands there and that he was getting to the, to the free throw line sometimes, but I would be pessimistic if I was a Celtic fan to answer your question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the same way. It's not over. Obviously, I think the you know, these two teams have a history, but I, I definitely think Uh, They're gonna have to shore some of that stuff up. Going to be interesting to see Tyler. It was good to see you on this Zoom call. I know. I wish you had stuck with the tan hats so we could be two two dads in tan (laughs) hats, two white guys in tan hats. (laughs) I like that bit. I I think that's a solid bit. Um, You know,
2: I'll bring it. I'll 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 break the tan out next. I'll break the tan out next week. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For you. All righty. Thanks to Jade Whaley for producing this podcast and listen, as we continue with our like rapid NBA playoff reactions, we're going to continue to have them as long as the playoffs are going and we're going to have draft stuff ramping up here soon as well. So everything you could possibly want in this life, you can get on the (laughs) trigger. So make sure and make sure and check all that stuff out, Tyler. Till next time. Good to see you, buddy.
2: Great to see you.